Hey, I want to encourage you to watch today's broadcast of Wisdom for Living, where we're going to talk about the many ways God can speak to you, especially through the still small voice. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Welcome today to another broadcast of Wisdom for Living. Man, my name is Greg Moore and I have the privilege of coming to you uh, today and, and sharing the Word of God with you. You know, we're in a series, uh, right in the middle of a series called Hearing God Clearly. And I don't know anything that's more important today than hearing God's voice and hearing it with confidence and knowing that you're when, when you're hearing God, it's God, and you don't have to question later, uh, well, was that just my flesh, or was that just my mind, or was, it, was that just a pizza dream I had? And um, in this series, we've been talking about the fact that, you know, you, you, have, you have the ability to hear from God. If you're His sheep, John uh, 10, 27 says, you, you can hear His voice. And then Psalm 85 and verse 8 says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak, and He'll speak peace to His people. But then we, we've already talked about one of the problems with uh, the challenges with hearing God is that there, uh, 1 Corinthians 14.10 says, there's many voices out there that are vying for our attention. And we have to set aside uh, those voices. And I encourage you uh, to you know, to uh, go on my website, gregmore.com, and watch those, uh, those uh, previous broadcasts because they, they uh, will cover those voices and it'll help you to see uh, what you need to deal with. So before I get into the message today, I want to tell you a funny, this is, this is really funny. This is pregnancy uh, questions and answers. So question should I have a baby after 35? Answer, no, 35 children is enough. <laughs> Question, I'm two months pregnant now. When will my baby move? Answer, with any luck right after he finishes college. <laughs> Question, what's the, most what's the most reliable method to determine, to determine a baby's sex? Answer, childbirth. <laughs> Question, my wife is five months pregnant and so moody that, some, that sometimes she's borderline irrational. Answer, so what's your question? <laughs> oh, it's cracking me up. Oh, this is awesome. A question, my childbirth instructor says it's not pain I'll feel during labor, but pressure. Is she right? Answer, yes, in the same way that a tornado might be called an air current. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Question, is there any reason I have to be in the delivery room while my wife is in labor? Answer, not unless the word alimony means anything to you. <laughs> Question, uh, do I have to have a baby shower? Answer, no, if you change the baby's diaper regularly every day, you won't have to do that. <laughs> Question, our baby was born last week. When will my my wife begin to feel and act normal again. Answer, when the kids are in college. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Praise God. Okay, so, you know, we've just been talking about the fact that God can speak to us and, and He's not holding out on us. And, you know, one of the, you know, he, he speaks to children. He speaks to His children. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And so if you're born again, you can hear His voice. Um, now, it's important that you understand if you're filled with the Spirit, uh, you're, you're going to be more in tune with that voice because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit and your spirit is where God's going to be talking to you primarily. And when you're filled with the spirit, uh, when you pray in tongues or pray in your, your prayer language, your spirit man is praying and you're praying mysteries to God. And you're going to, and, and in first Corinthians two, seven, it says that you're drawing up those mysteries from your spirit. So it's so important. One of the ways to be tuned in to the voice of God is to pray in the Spirit. Another way is to get into the Word. So I've shared with you already um, a number of ways that God can speak to us. He can, he'll speak to us through His Word. Psalm 119, 105, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He'll speak to us through visions. Um, Paul had a vision uh, that appeared to him in the night. A man from Macedonia said, come over and, and help us. I shared with you about the, some of the visions that my wife has had. He can speak to us through dreams. Joseph had a dream, actually had a couple of dreams that God spoke to him through in Matthew 1 and Matthew 2. And, and then, in fact, one of those dreams was a warning that he needed to depart to another place uh, before Herod sent out the edict to kill all the children. Uh, uh, in that in that region, and then the wise men had a dream. They were warned not to return to Herod, and they went they went another way. And I shared with you, you know, sometimes God uses visions and dreams to warn us of things. And when God warns us of something, it's it, and He warned, you know, the Holy Spirit, John sixteen thirteen will show us things to come. But when the Holy Spirit showing us things to come. He'll show us not only positive things to come that the end of that that uh, God has planned for us, your inheritance, your things that God, uh, your purpose in life, uh, the blessings that He has for you. But He'll also show you negative things that the enemy has planned for your life. And it's not when He shows you negative things, it's you're going to get this kind of foreboding sense that something's wrong. Have you ever had that? Have you ever felt like you had a plan, you were to go somewhere, you, you, you were to, and, and all of a sudden something, something didn't feel right. Something, that, you know, and, and you didn't want to break the appointment, but man, you didn't have peace. Peace left you and big time and something was wrong. Well, take the time, my brother and sister, to stop and pray and seek the Lord. Don't just press on with your appointment. God's trying to show you. He's trying to protect you from evil. The Bible says a prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself. When God is showing you something to come that's negative, it's not so that you will resign to it. And it's not inevitable, in other words. It doesn't have to happen. He's showing you that so you can stop it, avert it, or avoid it. And He'll speak to us in that way. But a lot of Christians, they'll just set it aside and act like nothing's 
You know, that wasn't anything. I just got to go on and do my thing. Well, let me tell you something, guys. I, I've, pa- I've been in ministry over 40 years. I pastored for 27 years. And, I, and I've been at the bedside of lots of people who've been through, lived through tragic accidents. And nine out of 10 of them have told me something was telling me to wait. Something was telling me not to go, not, not to leave right now. Guys, if, if that's ever happened to you, um, don't get condemned if you, if you didn't obey it, but, but learn from it. The Holy Spirit will show us things to come. And He'll, he'll speak to us through visions. He'll speak to us through dreams. Uh, he'll speak to us through angels. I, I shared in the last broadcast with you that you know I had an angel one time, only one time, uh, just come and sit in my car. I didn't. I mean, I was driving, and all of a sudden, there's a person in my car. I thought it was the Holy Spirit, but He was speaking to me in third person, like you know, the, God has been trying to speak to you. The Lord's been trying to show you that Jesus, the Prophet, has visited your church, and you haven't recognized Him when He's come. And He began to share with me about the ministry of the Prophet and how that how that ministry will. Uh, reveal things from the Word that that we that hadn't been revealed to me before. How He was showing us things that God was wanting to do right then, and I hadn't recognized it. I, I had I, I didn't I wasn't aware of it. And so, uh, man, but I mean the hair stood on the back of my neck, and and uh, but that that angel got in my car. I had to pull over to the side of the road right in front of LBJ Ranch in Texas. When I was driving after I dropped my children off at a children's camp, and God began to teach me things I, I didn't know about the prophet's ministry. He taught me through an angel. Well, I've shared with you that Philip had an angel speak to him. Now, you know, look, guys, the, these things can happen. God can speak to us through these supernatural means, but that, that's not the primary way He speaks. Okay, but you need to be aware when it, when it does happen. And when an angel does speak to you, if an angel does speak to you or you have a vision or a dream, it's always going to be in line with the written Word of God. Then He can speak to us through fivefold ministry gifts. Through your pastor, through a teacher, through a minister. I, I remember one time there was a lady minister speaking at my home church, at, at the church I was attending. And the Spirit of God spoke to her, re- revealed something very powerful to me um, because I was going through a major financial crisis at the time. And, and she said, I've got a word for someone from 1 Timothy 5 and verse 8 that, uh, who's going through a financial problem. And so I turned to the verse and it said, he that doesn't take care of his own is worse than an infidel. And I said, man, that's, <laughs> that is like uh, a pouring, pouring uh gas on the fire that's like adding insult to injury and and when and then she said wait a minute hold on that's that's not the word here's the word she said god lives by that verse too that you are his own and he's not an infidel and he will take care of you wow man that so impacted me guys and and god spoke that through uh, a, a woman teacher that I didn't even know. And it changed my life. I just started right there. I just started weeping because I'd allowed worry and fret and dread in my heart 
about my financial situation. I was uh, three weeks behind on my rent and and uh, I was I had checks coming in, but they hadn't come in yet. And and uh, and and man, I just I got that right. I said, Lord, forgive me. You're not an infidel. You're my father. I'm your own. You will take care of me. And man, I just got that right in my heart and got the weight of that off of my heart. And in the next week, two big checks came in the mail. See, God will speak to us through through uh, ministry gifts. He can speak to us through others. Remember, remember Jethro speaking to Moses when Moses was from morning to night in, Gen- in uh, Exodus 18, sitting before the people, uh, passing judgment and making decisions. And Jethro came to him and said, in, in Exodus 18, you can find it. I'm not going to read it, uh, it, but verses 14 through 24. And he said, what are you doing to the people? Son, what are you doing? He said, what do you mean? He, the people are coming to me for answers. He said, you're going to wear yourself out and the people. He said, delegate, you know, to find people who are not covetous, who are not prejudiced, and who, who are trustworthy and faithful and, put, and who love the truth and put them in leadership and, and, and put them over fifties and hundreds and, 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 and like that. And he said, then only let, let them judge the small issues and then only bring the very difficult matters to you. And man, uh, Moses heard that and he responded to that. And, and, it, and, it, and it gave him, you know, it gave him a, a courage to go on and strength to go on. You know, the Holy Spirit can speak to you through your spouse. I know that the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like Janice to me a lot of times. <laughs> Praise God. And, I, and, you know, he can, look, he can speak through others. He can speak prophetic words through others, but it's your responsibility and my responsibility to test the things that people speak to us. Uh, test it with the written word. Test it with the witness of your own spirit. Test it with counsel. Uh, from godly counsel from others. No prophetic word, my brother and sister, stands alone. 1 Corinthians 13.9 says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. So no prophetic word is ever the whole. It's only part. And then 2 Corinthians 13.1 says, For in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So what is he saying there? We're not obligated to act on every prophecy. You got it's got a, a prophetic word has got a witness with the written word, with your spirit, and then also also the Holy Spirit and 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 count and godly counsel. We're not obligated to act on every prophetic word. Some prophetic words are nothing more than pathetic words, <laughs> actually, and uh, so. 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21 says, Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to that which is good. So it's your responsibility to check these things out. Now, God can also speak through an audible voice. I know I've heard people tell me before that He's spoken spoken to them audibly. and, And I don't question that. But what I do when they tell me that God has spoken audibly I listen to what it is that they tell me that God has spoken. If it doesn't line up with the written word of God, I just tell them you've been you ate bad pizza, man. You you just heard you're listening to some wrong voice. 
I had a lady one time that my wife and I ministered to and she came to us and she wanted help because she was, she said she was demonized and she was tormented and all this stuff. And, and she sure was. I mean, her eyes, you could see they were, you know, just, you know, troubled and, and it just, just looked like they were glossed over and glassed over. And, and man, we just started um, trying to minister to her. Well, what was how we finally kind of got to the bottom of it, found out she was listening to voices. And I said, well, those, and she told me what the voices were telling her to do. And I said, well, that's not the God because that's violating the written word of God and not telling her not to submit to her husband, not listen to her husband, not trust authority, all kinds of things. And she said, well, I know, I know those voices are from God because uh, they spoke to me about this particular hurricane that came in, in, the, in South Texas at this, and hit this city just exactly the time and, and exactly happened like it told me. And I said, we stopped and said, look, do you understand the devil is the one that, wrote, that, that starts hurricanes, not God? And do you think the devil that, that, that uh, initiated the hurricane, uh, do you not think he knows where he's going to send it? And that, that you understand that was the devil speaking to you? It wasn't God? She, she, she wouldn't listen. She held on to her voices. Look, 2 Peter 1, 17 through 20, it says, For he, Jesus, received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard. So Peter said, I heard that voice. And when we were with him in the Holy Mount, when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration. Then he goes on to say, but we have also a more sure word of prophecy. More sure than what, Peter? More sure than the audible voice of God. Whereunto you do well if you take heed, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. What is he saying? The written word of God is a more sure word than the audible voice of God. Put that in your, I'm listening to voices, pipe and smoke it. Now, I don't care what your voice heard. You know, Joseph Smith started the Mormon church, which is essentially a cult. It, you know, it's not, it, they, they don't believe in the, in the shed blood of Jesus, the only means of salvation. They, they don't believe in the, in the non-negotiables of our faith. And he got it from an angel, but it wasn't an angel of God. And you've got to check these things out, guys. So, but God can speak through an audible voice, but you have, to, you have a responsibility to check it out with the written word. Then he can speak through confirming circumstances. I mean, Gideon, you know, asked God to confirm in, in Judges 6, 36 through 40, his direction to him by, by having due on the fleece and not do on the grass around the fleece. And then the next night, he asked it to be reversed. And this time, I, want, I don't want any do. I want you to confirm to me that you're talking to me, God, by no do on the fleece, but on the ground around the fleece. Listen, God can speak through you through circumstances, my brother and sister, but don't get fleeced with fleeces. Man, that you can. the enemy can get involved in circumstances. God's much higher 
than that. And so here, here's the, you know, the, these different ways that I've been talking to you about, especially angels, visions, dreams, circumstances, those things, uh, or, or even an audible voice, those things are not the primary way God speaks to us. The primary ways God speaks to us is through His written word and then also through the still small voice. In 1 Kings chapter 19, that it's, a story, it's a story of Elijah. Elijah ran from uh, Jezebel and he ran to a cave. He shouldn't have run from Jezebel. He just saw God do a mighty miracle, you know, uh, the, there with the prophets of Baal and all that. But then he, he, got, he got afraid of Jezebel and he ran to a cave and then God asked him, you know what, in, in 1 Kings 19, 9 through 11, why are you here? Why are you at this cave? And then, then there was a, uh, you know, there was a, a great earth, there was an earthquake, and there was a fire, and there was a great wind, and Elijah was used to supernatural things, uh, you know, God leading him in that way. And it says that God was not in the fire, He was not in the earthquake, and He was not in the wind. He was in a still small voice. Listen, guys, this is the primary way God talks to us is that still small voice. Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14 and 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And in verse 16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Then in, in 1 John 5 and verse 10, it says, For he who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. And so, listen, we have, a, we have an inner witness in us. When you're born again, you've got a witness on the inside of you. And when, when, you're, when, you, when you receive the Lord, you, you know that you're a child of God. You have a witness on the inside of you. How much more will He bear witness with you if He's going to bear witness with you that you're a child of God primarily through an inward witness? He's going to bear witness with you uh, the, in other in other direction in your in other things that he's speaking to you in your life, and here's the way primary way God speaks to us, besides the Word of God, it's through the inward. It's a still small voice, okay. And the still small voice comes to us in in primarily two forms. First of all, is this inward witness, this strong inward knowing. First John two verse twenty says. We have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. It's just, have you ever been praying about something and you didn't know the answer and then you were seeking God about it and all of a sudden you just knew. You just knew that you knew what you knew in your knower. I mean, if you have to come and ask me if the person that you're dating is someone you should marry, I'll tell you not yet. I don't know if this is the one for you, but but... When you, when, when you know, you're not going to have to ask me that. So the, the still small voice comes to us in this form of, of just a strong inward knowing. And then Psalm 37, 4, God gives us the desires of our heart, it says. And so it'll come also through a strong desire. And, and you know, have you ever been praying about something and you just... God, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Do I, do I go here? Do I take this job? Do I, uh, 
Do I move to this city? Do I buy this house? You're, you're, you're wondering about the, these, these things. Well, what do you desire? What do you really want to do? What's, what desire is He placed in your heart? Guys, that's the still small voice. Follow, learn to follow that, that desire. Learn to follow the inward desires. Learn to follow that still small voice, the things that you know. You know, I don't know a lot of things, but the things I know I know, I know. <laughs> and the, the, in, the still small voice and, and, the, and the written Word of God is the primary ways that He'll speak to us, He'll lead us. You know, I'm going to be sharing more along these lines, especially in the area of, of recognizing that still small voice uh, so that you can be equipped to hear God accurately, to hear God confidently, to hear God clearly. Thanks so much for tuning in today to this broadcast of Wisdom for Living. I'm speaking over you today. You, got, you can hear the voice of God. You have the mind of Christ. You can walk in God's wisdom. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's teaching, Hearing God Clearly, is available in a 10-disc CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. Hey, I want to encourage you to go online to gregmore.com, M-O-H-R.com, and check out my website. But also, uh, I want to encourage you to partner with our ministry. You know, we uh, produce these broadcasts, and they're really, really good. They're excellent. And, um, but they, they cost about $500 a broadcast to produce. So I encourage you to partner with us. Help us to get this good news out to other people, learning how to uh, walk in wisdom, learning how to walk in Christ-likeness, and learning how to walk in grace. Thanks for being a partner. Thanks for your support of Greg Moore Ministries. God bless you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. While visiting gregmore.com, you will find all of Greg's books, CDs, and DVDs. You will also be able to access his blog, free teachings, and connect with him on social media. Visit us today at gregmore.com. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. You wouldn't even know how to spell Jesus if you didn't have the Scriptures. And yeah, I understand there are people that try to uh, worship the Scriptures and get into legalism, but, but uh, man, don't, don't try to separate the Word from Jesus or Jesus from the Word. And so, um, and people that do this kind of thing, you need to run, not walk from them. Don't, don't go on and like that. Uh, you, you need to point them back to, to the Word. It's, Jesus was full of grace and truth. And He said, My Word is truth. 
And then certainly Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't separate Jesus from His Word, guys. So how do we hear God accurately? Uh, do you want to know? Are you interested in hearing Him accurately? Well, first of all, I shared with you, it, it just takes you know, spending quality time with the Lord, uh, being intimate with Jesus. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.